Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. everybody hey hi how's it going it's going swell much much better than maybe like two weeks ago good what was two weeks ago it was a time travel episode yeah i think was it Mm -hmm. or was that two weeks from now look don't start this with me i'm not doing this oh i'm doing it again i'm not doing this it's happening no my name is carolyn I'm Matt. And this is Boozed and Confused. Still boozed, still confused. Very much so. Sometimes more than others. If you are a returning listener, welcome. If you're a new listener, welcome. Highly recommend you listen to some of our older episodes, like the time travel episode that Matt was talking about. That one's a classic. Classic of three weeks. (laughs) Look, when you're this new of a pod, classic is like, yesterday mm-hmm. yep so what are you drinking um i actually have two beers uh, in front of me one is a yingling which i've been working on for a while now kind of nursing it the second one i don't even know what it's called collar conti kolsch it's actually okay it's actually okay who's the uh brewer hickory creek brewing company Here's your shout out, fam. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also drinking a beer from a smaller known brewery. This is from Goose Island. It's a 312. It's not small. I'm sorry. I feel like you've got to stop drinking the same beers. Like, I know it's in our fridge, but we got to be like hip and cool. Like those really cool pods, they find the weirdest stuff to drink. I can't afford to drink a $17 beer. Just one beer, $17. Can't do it. I think we can. I think we should. Open that thing. Let's get going. Anyways, here's Wonderwall. Welcome to my podcast. (laughs) So what are we talking about today? This is kind of like a hodgepodge episode. We, I think we agreed that we were going to do a number of smaller topics uh, but it's my goal in life to sabotage everything that you do. So I went from one to do like three to just doing one big one. You have a bunch though, right? I picked a lot of topics. This is cool. It was going to be like one of those like mojo top 10, but podcast form. And instead it's going to be like, I do one and I'm an edge Lord. So it's going to be kind of edgy and sad and depressing and yours sound kind of fun. Mine are just really dumb, really dumb. Like if you find yourself lost in the the day-to-day of the news cycle and everything, it just seems like shit. I really hope these incredibly stupid but funny conspiracy theories give you some <laughs> joy. You said but funny. I'm also not an edgelord. I'm just a little edgy, I think. So... We're going to flip a coin, actually. We can't decide who should go first. Should 
should you go first with your funny silly ones or should i just like bring the whole mood down with mine um we have this nice jfk half dollar coin 1974 got this from i think the bristol renaissance fair that sounds about right they That's have a very so Bristol many. renaissance fair thing i really miss it uh but now here some super edge lord um crossed out um the we trust in the in god we trust it just says in god and someone crossed out we trust edgelord move for sure so call it in the air um heads or tails if you get it right you pick who goes first oh boy okay ready here it comes it's gonna be a huge clang oh tails it's heads Mother. so i guess that means that you go first all right i will go first yes i'll take the ring to mordor that's fine all right so this first one is one that i did not really know about until i saw something on reddit the first conspiracy theory is what is it disney's animatronic of donald trump i gotta be honest i i really didn't believe this one as i was reading it until i saw the picture you read it and it sounds pretty dumb like someone just made it up But then you look at the picture and a lot of it makes sense. So the theory is that Disney fully believed that Hillary Clinton was going to win the 2016 election. Well, I feel like most of the country believe that, right? That's a topic for another day. Okay. Okay. So Disney, like fully confident in this choice, starts to make the animatronic of Hillary Clinton early to put it into their, um, what is it, like the Hall of Presidents Uh, that they have there right okay spoiler alert oh shit donald trump wins the election so then disney now has this animatronic that they've started of hillary clinton and it's kind of an oh shit (laughs) what do we do with this animatronic moment okay so my perception of what they did is that they just added like a hair piece to it they changed a couple facial features (laughs) and like you wouldn't be able to tell okay Okay, right. In theory, great. But then you look at the picture, and I'll put the picture in the show notes for everybody to reference, but this animatronic (laughs) looks like they originally made it like a smaller stature, which would make sense, and then Trump won, and they were like, oh shit, we have to add on to this. So it was like they put a Hillary Clinton animatronic in a fat suit, and then just dress it up in like an ill-fitting actual suit. And then hardly changed any of the facial features. How big are the hands? Are the hands accurate? They're kind of small. That's accurate then. They're kind of small. So look at the picture. Decide for yourself. I think this one could actually be true. This one might be a new like phone background for me. No, it's pretty disturbing. That's what I'm into. Yeah. I'm in. Hold on. I'm going to look at it really quick. Oh. It reminds me of this stupid thing it's like a picture of donald duck and it's like upside down you flip it and it's like a donald trump caricature it reminds me of that it's really horrible i hate it two out of ten uh i hate this animatronic would go to disney once though yeah i'd I'd have to be pretty intoxicated to look at this animatronic and be like yeah that that's fairly accurate that could be arranged uh, post-covid we'll see what happens that's never gonna happen Okay, so the second 
theory that I have is about Stevie Wonder. For those that don't know, Stevie Wonder is one of the most successful songwriters and musicians who has lived in modern times. Never heard of him. So he's pretty iconic. He has been blind since shortly after he was born, and he's always been known as a somewhat of a child prodigy since he was about 11. Okay, so the conspiracy is that Stevie Wonder can actually see. That'd be something so weird to lie about. Yeah, I don't know like how long, like, I mean, would you start it as a joke and then it just goes too far and then suddenly 60 years later, whoops, here you are. You're just caught in a lie. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a big one that you got to keep up. So I've also never heard of this one before. And how the conspiracy started is in 2014, Stevie Wonder is on stage during a performance of Hey Jude. And there is Paul McCartney uh, kind of like running across the stage. And uh, as he's running, he's running in front of Stevie Wonder and he hits this microphone that's in front of Stevie Wonder. The microphone starts to fall and Stevie Wonder just perfectly catches it. No. Okay. So... There's video of this. You can look it up on YouTube and you can just search like Stevie Wonder catches microphone. I feel like this one could maybe be explained, though. I have heard um, that people who lose one of their senses uh, make it up in other ways. And so I imagine he would have, just based on how close he was to the microphone, he would have had to hear the microphone being hit. He would have felt Paul McCartney running past And I'm assuming that he had a good idea in his mind of where the microphone was, but... It's like Daredevil in Avatar Last Airbender, which I binged the absolute life out of. Um, Aang learns how to see with vibrations. But wait, there's more. More vibrations? More, More vibrations. So to add to this conspiracy theory, in 2016... He's presenting at the Grammys and he's fumbling with this envelope to open it up and reportedly only opens it successfully after he, quote, looks down at it. Okay, now I think we're just like splitting hairs here. But wait a second. No. In 2017, TMZ has some video. Apparently, I did not see it, uh, where Stevie talks about flying and landing a plane. Okay, the absolute weirdest part of this theory comes from Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. Shaq. He's my favorite. That's the that's the one. So in 2019, I think, Shaq is on this panel mm-hmm. on Inside the NBA TV show. Okay. And so he says, I'm going to tell y'all a Stevie Wonder story, but y'all are not going to believe me. So then he goes on to say that he and Stevie Wonder used to live in the same apartment complex in L.A. And that he bumps into Stevie Wonder one day in the elevator. And he starts to say, I'm already in the building. I'm coming through the lobby. The elevator door opens and it's Stevie Wonder. He comes in, says, what's up, Shaq? Presses the button. (laughs) And I'm assuming at some point during this, he starts to laugh because he starts to repeat himself. And he says, it's a true story. He presses the button. Gets off on his floor by himself, goes to his room. I went and called every person I knew and told the story. They didn't believe me. (laughs) (laughs) And so he says, um, he got onto the elevator and was like, what's up, Shaq? How you doing, big dog? Got out and gone. And uh, Shaq swears that this is a true story. 
and you can watch the video of him telling the story where he's cracking up and you can kind of see the other hosts don't really believe him um yeah I don't really I don't really know that one kind of cracks me up a little bit I grew up watching the NBA in the 90s and Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal were like ultimate competitors like fierce as hell it's really fun watching them be funny and telling jokes and being friends actually there's something just very wholesome about watching such a big dude like chuckle to himself over um like a story that he's telling he's also a dj is he really yeah and you guys gotta watch the hot ones episode where shaq's on is that that the, the chip show um it's like the hot wings oh yeah yeah. yeah. remember when i had that yeah i tried that Mm -hmm. with our friend Mm -hmm. and it was misery Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's that yeah i remember okay so i thought the conspiracy theory about stevie wonder not actually being blind was going to be the weirdest thing that i read and it turns out it's not it's not even close the next conspiracy theory is that Katy perry is john benet ramsey no stop yes. actually yes. i'm canceling this podcast no. <laughs> okay so i am sure everyone listening is familiar with john benet ramsey if you're not john benet ramsey was a uh like child star if you will like child pageant star uh who was found murdered when she was 12 yeah like what year was that i remember that was like peak 90s yeah that would have been mid 90s yeah, that was crazy. And the thing was, they would still talk about that stuff even like up to a few years ago. Like it always pops up in the tabloids every few years, I feel like. Oh, because there's always something like new lead found in the case or something like that. Um, it's over. It's, I don't think so. Didn't, didn't like her mom die just recently? Cause like, I, I have my own theories on what happened. Well, there. this isn't. Actually, it's I not get, this one. I guess this does become a John Benet Ramsey episode. We could have a whole series on that, really. But let's hear about Katy Perry, aka allegedly John Benet Ramsey. Yes. Okay. So here's why Katy Perry is John Benet Ramsey, according to this conspiracy theory. So this stems from a guy named Dave Johnson, who I have no idea who the hell he is. I've never heard of him before. And he has this YouTube video in 2014. I couldn't find the video on YouTube because I'm pretty sure it was taken down. But in the video, he claims that John Bonet never died. He talks about how uh, her parents and Katy Perry's parents look somewhat similar. And the entire theory is that the death was a hoax. She was kidnapped and she was kidnapped only to become Katy Perry. It is your destiny. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah. So he says that uh, John Bonet's parents set up her fake death and then sacrificed her to the Illuminati to become famous. This reminds me of that South Park episode where you sacrifice a like celebrity to have a good crop. Only it happens to Britney Spears and then I think Miley Cyrus. Britney Spears is precious and she deserves to be protected. She does. Uh, so this theory continues. He claims that no one died. No one was hurt. And, quote, that sacrifice was in name only, and that sacrifice was to get something, and that something was to become a star, end quote. You're going to be a star, baby. Okay, so there's a lot of 
holes in this theory. Um, the first one being that there's a six-year, six-ish year age gap between Katie's real age and John Benet's age and how old she would be right now. There's also photos of Katy Perry when she's younger that don't really look super similar to John Benet. And most of his evidence is really just comparing photos together. Um, and that's evidence with like loose quotes here. I wouldn't really call it evidence. Uh, he goes so far as to say that one piece of loose quotes evidence is their eyebrows are similar. <laughs> that that those can never change. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, that's exactly what he said is that eyebrows really don't change, which um, if you look at eyebrow, eyebrow trends from, uh, you know, like 1990s, 2000s to 2010 to now. Yeah, they definitely change. There's like some eyebrow magic that some people are doing. Speaking of magic, it looks like she's with Orlando Bloom. Like, they're, like, together. Who? Uh, Katie John Benet? Yeah, and yeah. Orlando Bloom, she, a.k.a. Legolas. Yeah, she just had a baby, and I uh, know who Orlando Bloom is. Thank you very much. Uh, oh. Oh, I know. Um, okay, so here's the biggest hole in the story. John Benet's fucking body was found. Like, John Benet is undeniably dead absolutely undeniably dead there's there's i i don't know how you could try to contest that it might have been a doll no no Ah, because they performed an autopsy on john benet and they found that she died from traumatic brain injury after she was strangled okay so there's no denying that she's dead all right so i guess the book's closed on this one no what no because The other piece of evidence that he has, speaking of book, comes from a book that Katy Perry wrote. And within the book, there's this quote where she says, Not that I was one of those stage kids. There was no John Benet Ramsey inside of me waiting to burst out. Oh, weird. That's something that someone trying to say, I am John Benet, would definitely say. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it gets weirder with like the similarities that he has similarities and loose quotes this whole fucking conspiracy is in loose quotes okay okay so yep yep exactly okay so the other evidence that he has is that there's a full moon the year that john benet died is that right the year because there's a full moon a lot of years i mean Maybe there's one full moon. On, I'm gonna crack Maybe. this beer. I'm cracking this beer. This is, this is uh, tastes like independent brewing. Yeah. Okay. So I just double checked. The article said that there was a full moon the year that she died, but no, really. Based on the moon cycles, I would imagine there were a few that year. Um, okay. And then the other piece of evidence is that uh, he starts to highlight similarities between. The kitchen floor in John Benet's house and uh, the motifs in Katie's music videos. All right. So, one brave journalist uh, asked Katie about this just once at the 2017 VMAs. And he says, Blink twice if you're actually John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> and does she blink twice? so she laughs and she says uh wait no that is not real (laughs) oh my goodness 
And then she blinked twice. And then she blinked twice because she's John Bonet. Because human beings blink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't believe this one. You had me for a second and now I'm totally off this one. Yeah. Um Yeah. All right. So that is Katy Perry, um, allegedly as John Bonet Ramsey. And this last one is uh the singer Lord, who's from South Park, Colorado. No. She's a 45-year-old middle-aged man. No. Named Randy Marsh. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Lord. No. So she's from uh, New Zealand, I think. All right. So Lord is this famous singer. Uh, she is probably most known for her song Royals that topped the charts. Oh, Jesus. What was that? Like eight years ago? What? You're joking. No. Eight years? No, like three. I'm going to look it up right now on Lifetime. It's like 2017, 2018. No. Yeah. Uh, No. At least 2014. What? So six years ago at what? least. Oh, what is uh, time? It was actually released in 2013. So. I take back everything I said. All right. So Lord is a famous singer allegedly born in 1996 which would make her about 24 right now the math adds up yeah yeah i'm not very good at math but i think that's about right me neither so some journalist loose quotes here oh boy does some research and comes up with this theory that lord is actually over 40 and that (laughs) lord is like a 44 year old woman and not this 24 year old that she's claiming to be so you're not saying she's like a 45-year-old man named Randy Marsh? No, I, I, that's for another episode. Okay. It's, po- it's possible. I want to believe. It's possible. Okay, so this begins with another journalist, loose quotes, whoosh, whoosh. looking to access Lord's birth certificate, right? And so I guess in New Zealand, what you can do is you can pay like, under $20 and get copies of public records or something, right? Okay, so she tries to get the birth certificate that she paid $17 for. And instead of the birth certificate, she gets this strange birth registration thing that was just like typed onto a page, basically. So (laughs) it says, Lord. Yep, exactly. So it says like, Lord was born in 1996. And it's, Lord has this very long name, um, We're just going to call her Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the two journalists are talking and they both come to the conclusion that this birth registration that was like manually typed out is not very legit. It's not uh, proof that they're looking for. Okay, so here's here's the crazy part. Very scientific method. Okay. (laughs) This journalist puts photos of Lord through some like age guessing website. Oh, (laughs) She goes through and she has all these examples of um, people that she puts in and this uh, website guesses everyone younger than they actually are. So, for example, Ted Cruz is about 93. and well, because he's a Zodiac killer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the website guesses that he's about 38. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, for Lords, she puts in a few different pictures. Uh, it guesses that she's... 30 in this photo she's about 20 or 21 uh the next one after that is 36 and the next one after that is 49 that this website guesses okay 
And uh, that's it. That's the proof. <laughs> the proof's in the pudding. <laughs> Very scientific. Um, I, I'm more inclined to believe that she may not actually be this like super young, um, you know, singer. I, I I partially think that because if you get to know Lord a little bit and like her personality, she seems like a little bit of an old soul. So it wouldn't surprise me if she's older than twenty four. No, you're an old soul. I don't think she's forty four though. I don't Maybe. think so either. Maybe. I don't. I don't even think. Look, I think she's a forty five year old man named Randy Marsh. <laughs> All right, so just to recap the conspiracies here. These are wild. Disney's animatronic of Donald Trump that was actually Hillary Clinton that they said, oh, shit, and tried to fit to be Donald Trump after he won the election. Uh, Stevie Wonder is not actually blind. Katy Perry is John Benet Ramsey. And Lord is a 44-year-old woman. Oh. That's all I've got. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, folks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my TED Talk. Oh, gosh. All right. I'm just going to bring the whole mood down. If you guys want to stop listening, you guys can go ahead and do that. But you know, g- just give me a try here. Um, I It's impossible for me to just pick and choose like three or four. I, I, I kind of go all in on one. It's like all or nothing for me. This is probably one of my favorite possibly real topics. This is one of those things that we can't really prove until we know more. And it's it's space related. I when I was a little kid, I had this huge love of space. This is really as far as I got. I just I really like space as an idea. But like when it gets into like the math and the distances, it's all kind of like gravy. It's lost on me. I don't know what gravy has to do with it, but it does. It's kind of like everyone dreams of being an astronaut, and then you get older and you realize you have to actually know things to be an astronaut. Oh, also, thankfully, I'm too tall to be an astronaut. I think I'm probably like the perfect height. You're the ideal height. Yeah. I, I mean, I really have two career paths in life that are three or four, maybe actually. Um, I could probably be an astronaut based on my height. I could be a jockey. Um, if they ever did a Wizard of Oz remake, I could be um, one of the actors in the lollipop guild and matt was shooting me a look saying no i can't say that but actually um just found that they were doing some kind of oz prequel that they were filming and some casting company was putting the word out about trying to get um you know like extras for this and they were looking for people who were four feet 10 inches and shorter for the record i'm just one inch taller. So actually, I could have been a great fit. Uh, my other idea for where I could be in life was a hobbit, but it turns out I'm almost a foot too tall for that. So, And your feet aren't hairy enough. They're not hairy enough. I'm getting there, but I'm, I'm like way too tall. All right, so back to you. What the uh, heck was I talking about? Uh, space. That's right, space. Um, yeah, I like space. I think it's a really cool place. I can like recite facts about space, but I actually have no concept of what those those facts mean. I managed to read that book by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, it's like Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool book, really cool book, quick and dirty. By read, I mean I listened to it on Audible, but 
they tell you to say that you read it that way, even though it's listening. I drive a lot, so it, it works. We as like a species have like gone from our small beginnings as like little frail mammals to conquering the whole earth. And I, you know, I'm, I'm really not a Star Trek guy. I'm really like, you know, like all Star Wars, but I grew up watching Star Trek. And I remember <laughs> nerd. You literally have a whole wall of Star Wars stuff. Live young and prosper. <laughs> That's a different like Star Trek story. I was more of a like a Picard guy. Mm. But again, like don't make fun of my Star Wars wall. Don't don't I put it up. Don't air my laundry like that. I nailed that wall up. So like in the intro to the next generation episodes, he says space, the final frontier. And it's like it's pretty cool. Picard's awesome. I don't like Star Trek like I like Star Wars, but Picard, you got to respect Patrick Stewart. He's up there with like Ian McClellan. We should probably do an episode about how Patrick Stewart hasn't aged in the last like 45 years. He's a treasure. Yeah. He's an awesome Macbeth. When I teach Macbeth, I always show the version where he's Macbeth. So I'm on 100% Team Star Wars, but I respect Picard. Anyways, space. Uh, great filter. One of my favorite shows is uh, Ancient Aliens, and I'm actually super stoked that there's more than one season on Netflix now because I can stop watching the first season on repeat whenever I'm sleepy, because that's my go-to like sleepy time Netflix show. It's like people watch The Office because it feels safe for them. I watch Ancient Aliens season one. It just feels right. Look, I just love it. All right, how did we get the pyramids? Aliens. Aliens. How? I mean, really? Really? How did all of these civilizations live so far apart without modern technology acting as a communication source for them? And they all managed to build the same kind of pyramid. Well, I mean, it's like a similar shape. I mean, a pyramid's kind of like Look, a... here, I'm trying to make your case for you. This well, ain't my episode. I'm I'm kind of going the other direction. Though. Like I almost don't want to believe in ancient aliens, and it's gonna make sense. I don't want there to be ancient aliens. A, it takes away from the fact that we can do a lot of really cool stuff with our brains, but also, what's at stake with this uh, filter that I'm gonna kind of dive into? It's really, it's, it's either really good or it's like like really bad. It's probably really bad. Okay, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm in. You know, like we've okay, yeah, yeah, pyramids, aliens, jetpacks, aliens, um, anything, advanced technology, uh, anything at all, it's aliens. Pretty much anything remotely cool. Uh, it's like that meme with the guy with the hands and the hair, mm -hmm. like the famous guy on Ancient Aliens. Uh, we're just some like jacked up species of primates that happens to be using more than just rocks and sticks is kind of what they are getting at is like if there was no alien intervention we'd be hitting um stuff with rocks still which i mean we still kind of do but we just have like wi-fi and 5g now not even 4g anywhere it's, it's 5g i mean think about it how cool is it that humans were able to figure out how to get stonehenge up without any obvious advanced mechanisms and i'm pretty sure that the stones that make up stonehenge came from quite far away to where they stand now also i had no idea it was in wales 
Yeah, I learned that when I was trying to plan a trip this year, or for this year, but last year. Why didn't we go? Joke's on us. Why didn't we go? No reason. Just busy. So, hey, Stonehenge, super impressive in that regard. You know what's even crazier? Like, going into space, slightly. Mm-hmm. But you know what's even crazier? Like, do you have any idea how much the Saturn V weighed? The Saturn V was the, I believe, the rocket that got us to the moon mm-hmm. with people on it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it was full of fuel, this thing was 5,100,000 pounds. And we got that thing out of the atmosphere. We got that thing way the heck up into space that's that's about what i weigh after uh hitting up the thanksgiving buffet for the second time so yeah i can kind of relate that's fair like the weight by itself is staggering because anything over like 500 pounds i'm not moving that pretty much i might hurt my back i can i can maybe like budget but the fact that we were able to do this crazy math and land on a moving object from another moving object and we're spinning and there's just there's all these other complexities that i don't comprehend and i still feel like i need to see that film uh hidden figures oh my god that's such a good movie did you watch it on the airplane to or from ireland probably it's such a good movie highly recommend if anybody is at all interested in that topic 10 out of 10. And I think it's actually a, a book that was adapted yes. into a movie. Yeah. Um, I've heard the book is really good. Haven't read it yet, but movie is fantastic. Well, if you listen to an audible, that's kind of like reading with an asterisk. This is not an audible sponsored pod. I promise. But it could be. But it could be. Jeff Bezos, what up? Your ad here. <laughs> so anyways, math is above my head and i'm cool with that but i have like a serious question for you do you believe in aliens yes but i think because the thought of us being the only beings alive in the universe is scarier than the thought of us not being the only beings alive okay i'm gonna take that i like that it's a good answer I know we always claim that we see UFOs down at the farm, Mm -hmm. like at nighttime. They're just airplanes and satellites and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's it's funny. Oh, there's a UFO. I'm always looking. Like I like I want to believe. But like, do you ever wonder what it would be like if NASA actually announced that there were aliens, or like the government or something? All right. So maybe we should have my dad as. a guest like a resident expert (laughs) (laughs) because he actually has a couple of ufo stories but he and i have talked in depth about the high likelihood that the government is aware of extraterrestrial life but reasons why they would not release that i want to say just a couple days ago i saw an article about the fbi or cia one of those secret three-letter abbreviation corporations from the u.s releasing evidence of aliens but i'm not i'm not trying to get into that i'm trying to get into like like independence day scenario like will smith up against the alien forces Mm -hmm. scenario Mm -hmm. Uh, or you could even go like like tom cruise war of the worlds Mm -hmm. uh it feels like in the stories where there are aliens the earthlings are like the little minnows against like the giant like sharks of the galaxy 
and were massively outgunned. Um, they're super advanced, super aggressive alien race, and their tech is like massively outpowering us. Like our cannons and stuff can't do anything to them. And I think, have you ever seen War of the Worlds? Yes. With Tom Cruise? I'm not a big fan of Tom Cruise, but I actually enjoy the story. I'm pretty sure like microbes in the water is what kills them in the end. Spoilers, by the way, that's that's the wrong side of the spoiler, but it's been easily 10 years since it came out and there's okay no but exception. also war of the worlds is hg wells yes it's a radio story very old <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely hg wells is an artist and that entire like surprise radio story a masterpiece i think what was what really ironed this thing i mean this story comes from like the 1800s it's like 1898 ish or precisely but what really made it i think famous in my heart is uh when Orson Welles had that like radio show where it sounded like like news flashes of aliens attacking and that's where it's cool but the Tom Cruise one's okay too and in both stories the humans are impossibly outgunned we had Will Smith thankfully so that's cool that's cool um i feel more likely life on other planets the discovery would be more like microbial life on like Mars or on those those moons of Jupiter or Saturn like like Europa. I think it's, that's a Jupiter moon and Titan. Those are ones that are always talked about as having like the possibility. It's always about like, you know, like water and stuff. This would probably be like the biggest, most exciting piece of news in the existence of humanity i think finding life somewhere off of our planet like can you think of anything more exciting than that no i don't think it would be exciting i think it would be terrifying well yeah yeah like life somewhere else so i guess if they do find microbial life that's one thing but the properly terrifying thing would be if there was a hyper advanced species civilization that came from across the galaxy across the universe that would be truly horrifying for a number of reasons looking into like our sci-fi stories like what we just talked about how long did it take for earth to develop life and how long did it take for that life to become us at least a couple of years like seven years like i guess there were dinosaurs for a while and then boom, they were gone. And I, now because, there's us. Because they, they made the dinosaurs meteor. I was just going to get to that. This giant meteor hits and it blocks out the sun and all the cold-blooded massive creatures that controlled, dominated, I think is a better word, the planet are all gone. And the wee little mammals come out and we're able to survive the harsh winters that followed, and boom, here we are talking into microphones. Uh, that's like a way less eloquent way of talking about um, like the progression. Like, do you remember that scene in Space Odyssey when the um, ape like throws the bone into the sky? It mm -hmm. becomes a satellite. Mm -hmm. That's like the biggest cut in all of cinematic history. But that's kind of where we're at now, or like 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 modern day. So as far as we know, there is no intelligent life out there. You could even question if we're intelligent. Like, we are, but... Yeah, I don't know. Lowest common I, I, denominator. 
I, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of stupid shit coming out of COVID and I uh, kind of wondering like, is this the best that like existence has to offer? You know, Is this your downtown? Like at least we haven't seen anything that we would determine to be intelligent life. Our ability to find intelligent life couldn't go one of two ways. And that would mean a few different things. We've gone from being on earth, like a frail creature having to fend for ourselves and dodge like, woolly mammoths and tigers and shit and now we can like go to a zoo get our faces painted like tigers and like laugh at the tigers joe exotic can own how many tigers did he have like dozens at least a couple at least seven so we can literally go and observe these apex predators we are clearly like the top of the food chain we dominate this planet what's our population at now Ooh, I think we're over the 7 billion mark. Yo, so 2011, we hit 7 billion. It's 2020, and we are just a little bit under 8 billion. If you actually look at the progression of population in the last, like, 300 years, it's insane. Uh, So pretty much, it's getting crowded here, right? Last time I checked, it's getting pretty bad. Uh, natural progression sees us go from being the dominant species on the planet to needing to expand and grow, right? Scientists keeps talking about uh, the climate, water sources, food sources, having to be more intelligent with how we use the Earth's resources. We have to leave eventually. We're getting to a point where there's no turning back. If we hope to survive our own destruction... We need to go find new places that we can ruin in the future, I guess. Yeah, it's a really nice way to put it. You know, I'm doing my best. (laughs) Okay, so we are at a point right now where Mars is becoming a viable place to have a manned mission. Wasn't there a sign-up for, like, one-way trips? Yeah, I I, I did not sign up for it. Me neither. I thought about it, but I was like, there's just no way. It's like, the second you leave Earth, you're dead. It's over. Yeah, I there's there's really truly no coming back, I would imagine. Yet. But hey, fast forward, boom, we're on Mars. We've colonized Mars and we live on both Earth and Mars. Maybe throw some space colonies in between Earth and Mars, like an Earth Mars zone. Maybe there could be some cool war between the colonies and the planets. It's going to get real bad. Fast forward again. We need to spread out even further. By some miracle, uh, like humanity has survived long enough to the point that the sun is at its end and it's going to take the whole thing with it. It's going to blow up, take everything with it. We got to go. We got to look to other star systems. We've become a galaxy-wide civilization carrying on as we do in all parts of like, like the Milky Way. This is like super, super advanced civilization stuff here meaning like we're able to travel at light speed or manipulate space time with wormholes and shit like hopping on the highway but it's across the galaxy so where does the filter come in where does the filter come in where is this important the filter the progression of a species like no matter where it comes from it seems like it can only go one way it's like a universal progression of life on a planet if we dominate a planet why would we stop there? Have we ever stopped dominating stuff? Like we keep moving and taking more, right? We'll keep going. There are potentially 500 billion planets in the Milky Way. 
of those 500 billion, somehow scientists say there's like 10 billion Earth-like planets with lots of those already being around for billions of years longer than us on Earth. So let's toss the dice and let's say you have to roll three natural 20s to even get microbial life, okay? I rolled three nat ones. What can I get with that? You get nothing. Uh It's got to be three natural 20s, but you're throwing it 500 billion times. Oh, boy. Well, let's say 10 billion times. How about that? Less, Less throwing. The odds are staggeringly positive that something will pop up. So we know where we are in our advancements, right? We're like, we're throwing satellites. We're throwing stuff out there into space. But why haven't we seen anything yet? I'd like to phone a friend. Where's the Galactic Empire? Where's, where's me? I don't know, like, like a republic? I don't know. Look, the empire did nothing wrong. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Look, space is dead. Space is empty. So what's stopping all the potential life from becoming a galactic presence? What's stopping us? It's the great filter. Something so massively impassable that nothing will ever get past it. So back to us. Either we're crazy lucky and have somehow passed it, or we're not past it and we're doomed. So there's two quick and dirty scenarios. And in one, I think we're in better shape than the other. So scenario one, we got past the filter without even knowing that it was there. And that means that we are the most advanced, which kind of sucks also because I kind of want to see the alien overlords. Well, but also like, wow, this is, this is it. I was really hoping it would uh, be better for some other (laughs) beings. (laughs) Hey, this is it. So what step did we get past that others couldn't get past? Like, is life that hard to get started? Like, it's possible that billions of planets in the Milky Way are full of bacteria, but they don't jam together like ours did, like way back in the day. Uh, You can't get complex life forms without a little bit of complexity. (laughs) What about our brains? The fact that our little meat sponges, like, took 200,000 years to get from, like, smashing rocks together to, like, throwing rockets in space, like... We have like rocket ships and Fortnite and stuff and 5G. Our brains need that dense skull and protection. It's like one one bad poke and it's game over. But we made it this far and here we are now. It would suck to have our brains exposed. Like a tree branch falls on your brain, you're dead. So maybe we had just the right building blocks to get there and we're past the filter already. Theory two... We're behind the filter. We're behind the filter, and countless civilizations have risen and fallen before us, and we're just screaming into the void. Like, think about the dinosaurs. What's to say that if a natural disaster didn't wipe everything out, there wouldn't be a race of, of like, reptilians running around? Oh, I mean, there, there There's is. totally reptilians, actually. Yeah, yeah there, there are. Yeah, I mean, I was going to pick that for my conspiracy topic, but I thought... <laughs> The uh, Katy Perry as John Vinay Ramsey was much more compelling. It is. It is, I guess. Say Earth does have a natural disaster with us. Even if it wipes out a huge portion of our population, we could theoretically move on. There'd I be... mean, 
like the whole fucking U.S. is on fire right now out west. There's a massive amount, like an I don't want to say unprecedented because it's happened before, but we're only in the middle of September and we're already almost out of English names for hurricanes and tropical systems in the south, which means that we have to go to the Greek alphabet. Dope. That's not fucking dope. Like things are clearly not really going no, well No, things here. aren't great. <laughs> things aren't great. But theoretically, we would move on, right? <laughs> and this is the best that we had. We would survive. We would move on. No, this is if we are if we aren't even at the filter yet. We could survive. We'd maybe slow things down a little bit, but we can get back maybe. Maybe it's something we discover and create ourselves that stops us. What advancements in nuclear weapons takes us out? What about a super intelligent AI? Like maybe they take us out on accident or maybe they intentionally do maybe it's like terminator what about engineering super bugs that are undefeatable well, you know like you can't kill them they're just gonna take over i guess we're not there so we don't know until we get there so like what's what's the hope what's the hope do we want to find life is this one of those it's better to be ignorant kind of things like here's here's the potential the more common an advanced life is the more likely the filter is down the road from us waiting so common we find a life here we find life there it's everywhere that's not good like if we find ruins of an ancient alien civilization that's pretty much the worst case scenario because they've been stopped and we're not there yet and there's some giant bug zapper ahead of us that's that's going to stop us on our tracks. Best case scenario, everywhere we go, looking for life, empty, nothing. Not even like microbial life. Then the galaxy may one day be our stomping ground. We'll, we'll go from here to there, everywhere we want, making the Milky Way like our stomping grounds. Hell, if we can live in Alaska or Canada or, like, the polar vortex in Chicago, like, we can survive pretty much anywhere, right? Yeah, theoretically. I think I'd like to go back to talking about Stevie Wonder not actually being blind now, if you don't mind. Let's talk about, like, Britney Spears or something. Katy Perry. That is such a fascinating and yet depressing as hell topic. It just kind of happens. What does Jeff Goldblum say? Uh, life uh, finds a way, right? Yeah. Like, regardless if it goes one way or the other, I think anyone right now, we're fine. We're chilling. We're going to be just fine. I do wish I could have like an X-Wing, like a Y-Wing, join the Rebellion or something. Or even like, you know, I don't think I want to be on like BSG yeah, I've been thinking about BSG, Battlestar Galactica, pretty much the second half of this episode because Cylons. I, I don't want to spoil this for anybody. So if you're watching the reboot of Battlestar Galactica or you are going to watch it, maybe fast forward about 15 seconds. But pretty much the TLDR is 
they get to a place where they are at war with these Cylons that they created and the Cylons become too powerful to try to overtake humanity and humans have to find a new place to live free of Cylons. And I've been instructed that I can't say anything more than that about the show because it's not right to spoil it for other people despite the spoiler tag. Yeah, I mean, it's totally within the realm of spoiling, but I think this is like one of the best pieces of writing I've ever watched. I mean, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, but BSG just kind of takes the cake with quality and story arcs. And it ends when it needs to end. It doesn't end because the um, networks are like, no, we need more money. And aren't they talking about remaking BSG? Yeah, I think they're in the process of some sort of reboot. Confused feelings about that. Speaking of confused, I'm a little boozed. Wow, what an ending. I think that's it for this week. Wow. Wow, It came full circle. That was a great transition. If you made it this far, I'm really sorry. Maybe we should have ended on the lighter note. And now we're all just going to have a good, good old existential crisis cry in the shower. If you gaze into the void, the void will gaze back into you. Oh, boy. All right. So I think that's where we cut it for this week. Yeah, I think so. And uh, hopefully we don't reach the filter next week or anytime soon. I think we're good. I think we're we're in the clear for at least seven days. Okay, great. So we've got enough time to, like, get the ring in there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So thanks so much for joining us this week. If you liked today's episode, if you like our podcast and you want to support us, the best thing that you could do is um, follow us on your platform of choice and leave us a review if possible. We would be so grateful. Um, If you do leave us a review, please feel free to take a screenshot and send it to us and we will send you your very own Boost and Confuse sticker for free. Please, we have so many. Thanks for joining us this week, and we hope to see you next week. We release new episodes every Monday. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.